have to say a word Baby, don't say a word When you walk in Girl, just take off your clothes Leave them on the floor Cause we don't need them no Hope all of you are having a great night out there. My name is Kim, and I have my co-host... Chris. And Kendra. Sorry, Manny couldn't make it, but we are going to go ahead and bring you volume 14 of Hush, the shit you love to hear. Thank you again for tuning in with us. Before we jump into today's hot topics, we're going to go ahead and drop some dope-ass music for you to listen to right here. Thank you for tuning in to Volume 14 of Hush. We're going to go ahead and introduce a special guest to our episode today, and her name is Jody. Tell us a little bit about yourself, if you'd like. Um, again, write a passage for the show is to share your V-Card story. For sure. Um, so I'm Jody. I'm native to Tucson. I'm 32 years old. Uh, I'm kind of wild, child, spunky, try anything. I don't believe in just trying everything once. I pretty much try it twice because the first time, maybe not have gone so well, so screw it, try it again. Um, 
No, my, my VCard's not really that interesting. Like, there's a lot of interesting things about me, but it was kind of boring. Like, it was this guy that I'd been dating for two years in junior high, and in eighth grade, we knew that things were going to change in high school, so we decided the summer of eighth grade to uh, knock it out of the park, and we totally did it to Marilyn Manson, and it was, there weren't any sweet dreams. It was really awkward. It was really weird. It was, <laughs> yeah, his mom walked in on us shortly after it got started, so wasn't the, the best way to, to lose my bee. <laughs> How long did it last? Couldn't have been more than 10 minutes. It couldn't have been. We didn't make it through three songs. So, yeah, back then they were like, what, three and a half minutes, four minutes? It was, it was pretty short. What were you it listening was, to? It was sweet romantic, though. <laughs> She's on three songs. What, <laughs> what three songs did you listen to? It was all Marilyn Manson, because, you know, back then in the 90s, it's like all these goth kids, so it's like Nirvana and Marilyn Manson and Pearl Jam, and so we were like those gothic alternative skater kids, and yeah, I was like, I, I, for, I for sure remember Beautiful People in Sweet Dreams. I don't know what the third song was, but maybe that was because I was traumatized because his mom walked in. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Not the best. <laughs> But it, it happened. It's all the, you know, it's kind of funny because they actually, uh, I, no, no shit, like a year ago, yeah, it was like a year ago, I was looking for them on Facebook and we still had some mutual friends, like not really, but we didn't talk to each other at all as adults. And so, like a year ago, I looked this guy up on Facebook, same name, ended up being the totally wrong person. Like when I, I was like a stupid drunk and I'm like, oh my God, I have to reach out to him. Maybe we're long lost lovers. So I put him on Facebook, you know, all drunk and whatever. And it turned out that it was, it was a really, really attractive guy. No lie. But it was the wrong, can I say his name? Is it cool if I say his name? Yeah. 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 Stephen Myers. And so I messaged Stephen Myers at one o'clock in the morning White was wasted, and it uh, turned out to be the wrong guy, but that dude was totally hot. He was really cool. Anyway, so, hey, wait. Green now. Oh, is this, uh, this is somebody in Tucson? Yeah, yeah, it is. Hmm. How, <laughs> hey, can I ask you, Jody, how old are you? I'm 32. And what school, like, well, do you know, what school did you go to? I was I was in that first in Grant Hood, so I was uh, Keeling Amphi Middle Amphi High. Okay, I'm gonna show you something. Do you see this? <laughs> Is that it? I know him. <laughs> I lost my virginity too. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Gorgeous though. I mean, I guess I didn't really mess up for losing my V card because he's kind of pretty, but no, that's totally him. Oh, that's wow. so funny, dude. That's hilarious. Supposedly he lost his virginity to me too, but I don't believe it. I have to try to get him on the show and <laughs> ask him. <laughs> he's like such an introvert now. He's like so closed off and quiet. So get his ass on here. We can do it out. That was so uh, funny. Was funny. He said the name and I was like, hmm, what area? And then he said that and I was like, right? hmm, right away. It's funny when you think of Tucson because, like, population-wise, it's so big, but at the same time, it's so small. It's, like, it's very hard to, yep. to be, like, TSM, for example, the, the page that I remember. I've gone to Payless. I've gone to Fry's. And people are like, hey, aren't you that girl from that page? And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who did I fall off? Who did I trouble? You know, it's, Tucson's not as big as people think it is. No, it is not. Hmm, not yeah. even close. 
<laughs> it's like a it's like a village. It's like everybody knows everybody about something. Yeah, so dude. Weird. Like like even if it's just like family, you you try to talk about somebody and they know exactly who like like it just happened right now. Like, <laughs> I know that name and. I've lived in other places. I lived in Las Cruces, New Mexico, El Paso, Texas, Denver, Colorado, and never, never had that happen to me in my entire life. Only here. It's only here. Everybody knows everybody. It's so funny, though, because that's a really common name. <laughs> and you said it, and I was like, I know someone I with that name. <laughs> you should have saw her yeah, face when you said like that name. He was, like, my first love. Like, he was, he was the guy that I was like, yeah, I'm going to marry this guy. And then we were just, like, super realistic about it. Before we went to high school, it was like, okay, you know, we're both going to change, so let's just, let's just knock it out of the park now. Like, let's just do it. And yeah, it was totally awkward. So awkward. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Very nice. Tucson is really if I, if I go in and out here, my little redneck self has to get more firewood. So. Oh, well, you're fine. <laughs> Gotta milk my fire. You're totally good. So we, uh, we asked you on the show because of, like, a few different things. And basically, we just kind of want to get your intake, uh, insight on, like, the different fetishes or kinks that you're into. No, I am definitely one of those people that's super open. Like, uh, I, it, it's hard for me to explain, but I didn't come from a very reserved family. Like, my mom was a little bit uppity, and she was, like, kind of... I'm not going to say she was uppity, but, but we were kind of a closed-off family. Sex was not a big part of our daily conversation. You know, like, we would approach her with the idea. She she really didn't ever talk about it much. You know, my sisters, I know, are extremely vanilla. And for some reason, I turned into this, like, mega freak. I'm going to try being a swinger. I'm going to try going to BDSM clubs. And, and pretty much anything that you can imagine in the sexual sense I've tried and I mean there's really just not much that I haven't given thought to other than you know no scat nothing nothing like that um, probably my favorite book I, and I, I do believe I sent you guys a picture was was the needling and it was a part of BDSM that um, I really I really came to enjoy and it was the pinning factor that really drove me in and it just it, if I can kind of, like, think back to, like, things in my life that have turned me on, pain was always, a, you know, a part of it. And I couldn't explain to you a point in time in my life that really became interested in experimenting. But I, I probably have to go back to, like, my mid-20s, and it was a lot of doubt you know, if we're being honest, where I wanted to be controlled. I wanted to be dominated. And it just, nothing ever was good enough. It was great, but I wanted to go farther and farther. And so that's where I got into um, pretty heavy into the BDSM scene, and it included, I mean, every aspect of it from water playing, you know, to to <laughs> being on my knees with a pigtail off my ass. I mean, it was all over the place. It was anything you can imagine. It just I, I, I'm not afraid to try anything, I guess, is, is what I'm going to get at. And for some reason, <clears throat> blood play and needle play were always, it really just drove me. It drove me crazy. Like, it drove me wild. Will you, for, like, people that are listening that don't know what needle play is, will you explain that further? So, 
it looks a lot more intimidating than it actually is. It's, it's really, honestly, just acupuncture, um, but it's placed in the erogenous zone. So rather than, you know, go acupuncture, a fire is burning me, sorry. With typical acupuncture, you're going for your relaxation or to, you know, heal your ankles or neck, whatever it is. When you're in the scene and you're doing it, they're hitting the erogenous zone. So a lot of the needles are placed um, in your breast tissue, in your thighs, um, extremely sensitive areas. And it's a, in essence, what you're doing is you're placing anywhere between 50 to 100 needles uh, right above your subdermal layer. And it's, it's done very slowly on purpose. And then after all the needles are placed, that's when they will continue to flock you or spank you over the sites of the needles. And it just, um, if I can explain it, it's really a high release of dopamine. I mean, it's, it's, I guess if you're into it, I don't understand how anybody couldn't be into it, but that's why my brain is the way it is. You know, it's, it's an amazing, incredible feeling. It, you're trusting somebody to, you're trusting someone implicitly to to give that high amount of pain to you, and it becomes extremely erogenous. Oh, okay. That makes sense to me, because I like a lot of, like, boob play, and I'm totally into, like, you can hit them sometimes, or sometimes it'll be too much, but most of the time I'm, like, I'm totally into that. <laughs> or, like, nipple play, you know, shit like that. Yeah, and, like, that was the one thing when she, um, one of her producers that she always went for was a, the Ford diagram, and so you go four above, four to each side, and then four below, and it hits all those nerves that go directly to the areola, and it's, it, it's as if you're wearing, um, it's hard to explain, but since you're wearing little clamps, you're not, and so it, it's not really one of those things where a lot of people, when they see it, they get a lot of, they get really freaked out by it instantly because they're thinking they're, they're jamming these needles straight into your body, but it's not even that. It's really just going through those layers to just be able to touch the nerve. And it feels as if you have missed clamps on, but instead you're just <laughs> covered, covered in needles. Like, if we're being honest, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's, it even looks cool though. I mean, like, from an outside perspective, when I saw the pictures of the last session I went to, like, it just looks badass, you know? Mm-hmm. Have any men been intimidated or any sexual partners? I didn't even ask. Do you experiment with women and men or just men? So with women, it's definitely one of those things where it's for sexual reasons only. Um, I've never been attracted to a female in a way that I would consider a relationship, but I believe the sexuality that a woman can produce is, is bar none incredible. There's nothing more sexy than the feminine body and a confident, beautiful woman. And so I have been driven to engage in sexual relations with a woman who's confident and beautiful because I, I just believe that femininity in itself is sexual or sexy. But um, I can never be in a relationship with a woman because I am one and I know how difficult we are. <laughs> like, I know we're tough. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I, I said that too. I think that the, I told Chris, like the curves of a woman's body are so beautiful. I just like looking at the anatomy of it really, you know, yes. I really yeah. like from the belly button up. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and until like the shoulders. <laughs> 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 I can be honest and say I've had lesbian moments with 
myself where I'm like looking in the mirror and I see my boobs and I'm like, hey, that's kind of nice. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I mean, yeah, whatever I masturbate, who does? <laughs> I've never masturbated because of my own image, but I've looked in the mirror and I've thought that, you know, breath, I don't know, maybe I'm just a boob chick. I don't know. But, mm, I'm a boob <laughs> chick. Freaking hot. Yeah, yeah, they're beautiful. I, the I love it. I'm I'm blessed because women, for some reason, maybe it's a short haircut. I don't know what it is, but women suits send me their tits all the time. It's great. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. <laughs> have any of your partners that you've um, had sex with have they been intimidated by what you're into? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the biggest ones that bothers people is the water sports. Yeah, I think in their head they get this image of urinating into my mouth, which is like, no, that's not that's not anything that I would ever want. It, it's very hard to explain this taboo fetish that I have, and I've, I've kind of broken it down to it being a, almost a peeping tom fantasy. And as a female, I'm seeing something that, that you're not regularly introduced to. It's not normal for a guy to do that in front of you. So I really take an outside perspective that I'm almost like a, a peeping off, in essence, that I'm seeing something that I'm not supposed to see. I'm taking it. Look, that's not like the actual act of urinating that drives me nuts. It's that taboo thing. And, you know, there's been a lot of judgmental people in my life, but especially when it comes to the BDSM and how deep into the lifestyle I've got. They're like, no, I'm not into that, so I'm not into you. And they wouldn't even give relations with me a chance because they thought that here I am just some, you know, massive freak, which is, you know, completely not true. I'm, I'm in, in reality, I'm very much so vanilla in a normal relationship, but I still like to get, I still like to touch in with my, my freak set, you know, and so, uh, but it is very intimidating for others, especially, you know, when you're talking about needles and blood and all this other great stuff that I think is fan-freaking-tastic, they're like, very standoffish. So, so you said water sports. I I want to know what is it exactly that you like. Um, because you like uh, you started to touch you started to touch on it, but then you like eh, you slid <laughs> away from it. It's one of those things that, that people are extremely judgmental of, um, and I think there's more people out there who agree than disagree, but they're very quiet about it. Um, seeing a man urinate with an erection. I don't know what it is. I don't, I, I could, I wish I could click into my brain and understand what about that act turns me on and what, what it is that really drives me crazy about it. But that, that's more so it, you know, and a lot of times if you like look on XTube or whatever for water sports, it's like these guys pissing in a chick's mouth and I'm just not about that. Like that in itself does not do, I'm good. I don't want that. It's, Honestly, if I could think of it, I'm really just a creeper. I want to see a guy without him knowing it. You know, like, I think that's really the weird part in me. Like, I'm totally not a rapist or anything, but... I'm totally, I totally understand you, where you're like, I don't even, I don't even need to see an erection, but watching a dude piss, I think, is, like, the, the greatest thing. And it's so I, weird, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it's because I used to hang out with a bunch of drunk dudes that used to piss around me all the time. And, right? now, and yeah. now I live with a guy, so I can see it whenever I want. And I can be like, I'm going to touch your dick while you're peeing. Right? right? I, and if, if, I, if I really try to break it down, because that's me, I overanalyze everything. When a man pees towards the end, his dick twitches. It's, it's almost like a, um, uh, a reenactment of 
him having an orgasm, because when they orgasm, the dick's like, and there's spitting, semen everywhere, whatever. So sometimes I honestly think that the correlation between the two is what's actually turning me on, is that it's, in essence, simulating an orgasm, and that's what drives crazy. I mean, that that's, that's just me, though. I, I overanalyze. And it, it's that taboo thing. It's seeing something you're not supposed to see. It's being that dirty girl looking around the corner going, hey, I know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's yeah, I can go on and on about that. <laughs> that's fine. You're like, bring him over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I actually found this guy recently on Facebook uh, through, through to some strange moments. And God love the dude. I, I don't think he meant to do it on purpose, but he sent me a video of him doing it. And I'm just like, drooling, like, how does he know me? You know, and I don't want to, like, act on it because I don't want to be that girl. But I'm just like, you can send me videos anytime. that's so funny and you you well the whole reason we originally asked you to the show was because we saw the blood play pictures yeah so like what what got you into venturing into that it was honestly okay so i was dumb (laughs) and it was shocker right i was like 26 and I met a guy that was 18 at the time, and he was a virgin. He was a legit virgin. And this guy would do anything I wanted any day of the week. It didn't matter what I asked for. I mean, we're talking pegging. We're talking humiliation. Anything I wanted in the world, he would do. And um, so, of course, that freaked the hell out of me that I had this, this big canvas that I could play with. That I knew that I had this... 18-year-old virgin, and we actually ended up getting married, which is kind of crazy, um, but <laughs> he, he was extremely open to, to whatever I I dreamed of and wanted, and one day we were, we were messing around, and he um, he's a really big gun owner at Knife. He loved his gun and knife, and um, <clears throat> so I took his knife one day, and I cut his leg right on his thigh, like, proximately in its location. Um, his reaction to it was of pain, but also pleasure. So the next time that, you know, we were getting down to the nitty-gritty, he did the same to me. And there was something so erotic about the fact that I was bleeding. Um, and I, mean, I definitely don't have homicidal tendencies, suicidal tendencies. There was something sexy about being able to see this blood dripping down. And, it, and it's, 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 it's one of those things that I, I actually have not been able to overanalyze the hell out of it and figure out what it is that drives me so crazy about. But it's like the other day I had this, it, it was weird. I just had this spot on my arm. It was like the weirdest thing ever. I don't know what it was. This spot where if we touched it, it would start bleeding. And so, I mean, did I end up getting extremely turned on because I was bleeding all over myself? Did I end up, like, playing like a little kid in, in artwork? And, like, I was literally painting blood all over my body, and it, it was fucking hot. It was hot. <laughs> I don't think that's all I can say. 
you get offended so I saw that post and there was some <laughs> derogatory comments on there do you get offended when they call you weird or anything like that no I embrace it I mean honestly I know that they're not that not everybody is like me and I wouldn't want them to be I mean I think the individuality is beautiful in itself and so I definitely didn't get offended there, there's a lot of me that's just like you know it certain things that I do in my sexual life, I, I believe that people have proved and they're not willing to try it. So, I'm, you know, that's the, that's the approach that I take. But when you are talking about the extremes of sexuality, when you're talking about blood play and needle play, I would never, I would never take offense to somebody seeing me as being weird or out there because it is extreme, you know, and it is something that I don't believe everybody is programmed to find that, you know, attractive or, or sexy. But you're super excited when you do, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's, it's funny because I, I have converted many people over to, let's call it the dark side, you know, of just being comfortable with themselves to try new things. And I think a lot of people are closed off sexually because, you know, especially when you're talking about families of, of religious people, for instance, um, who were just taught that sex is just for the sake of breeding, you know, and, and to get these people to sit them down and to teach them to explore, it's beautiful. And I, I mean, I've converted a lot of people to the dark side. You know, we're talking, I had this one 19-year-old girl who is as straight as an arrow as they get. I mean, yes, young and vulnerable, and I took her to a swingers club, which was like my favorite swingers club in El Paso. And when I think of it, she was, she was done. I mean, she was on my side. She's... TeamKinkySex.com, and, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to convert people to teach them that sex affects emotion is emotion, and they don't necessarily have to go hand in hand, that, you know, especially when you have a partner that you're super dedicated to and you have that implicit trust that you can try things that are not the norm. You know, you can, the kink this thing you do doesn't need to be doggy style, you know. Yeah. I love converting people, though. I'm kind of a bad person. <laughs> you mentioned about relationships. Do you ever have any random hookups where you introduce these type of kinks and fetishes to them? Or is no, that just you know, I'm, I'm very much so one of those people, and, and it's kind of funny because as open as I am sexually and as, as free-spirited as I am, I don't do random hookups. And a lot of the reason is because of what turns me on and what I require in order to even reach an orgasm. And it's not somebody that I could find at, you know, mulligans on a Friday night. Like, for me to, to actually engage myself with another person, there has to be trust. There has to be communication. And so I, I don't really do the one-night thing. Um, I, I've, I have the curse of the long-term relationships. It's a blessing and a curse, but I, I've only ever been in long-term relationships since I was 17. And so, um, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but that's what I enjoy is to have this partner that I'm, in, you know, engaging in a lifelong relationship with, whether it lasted or not, that I can trust implicitly, that I can tell them what really gets me going, and they're not just going to run out and not be there the next day. I mean, they're kind of stuck with me because, you know, leases aren't that easy to break, so it's kind of a sucker I'm in, like, you're done, son. <laughs> So is there any type of fetish that you've come across where you're just like, hell no, I'm never going to try that again? I couldn't say again um, because I've never done anything that 
I was out of my comfort zone. But scats and diapers and things like that, you know, it's like I would never engage myself in something that I didn't fully research ahead of time that I didn't know. Those are two things off the top of my head that I would just never, you know, I I totally understand diaper fetishes, actually. I I understand that. It's a regression of your childhood, um, you know, life that you're now regressing into, Um. So no, I I can't say I can't say that yeah I have because I I don't involve myself in something that I'm not comfortable with. Okay. But I've literally tried. <laughs> I've tried everything. I've literally tried. It. I just I think that those are the only two things I've never tried. What about furries? I think it's odd. Like I'm just saying. Like I've never personally done it myself. But I'd be lying if I hadn't. Said I totally Googled it and masturbated to it. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> animal? Let me be honest. Let me be honest. Like anime, furries. I mean, I think it's all like. I think it takes us to a primal sense. Whether it's as corny as people think it is, when you're reenacting yourself as a million species that hump less rabbits, I think it's. I think it's hot because it's, it's it's reality, you know, and. And I give props and kudos to anybody who engages in that because it looks. I mean, I could I could give off get off rubbing my bodysuit on someone else's bodysuit, but I could see absolutely where that could take place. <laughs> I want to meet somebody. I've been like trying to find you know a real life one, but I have not been successful yet. Honestly, I guarantee I could probably find someone in a heartbeat on TSM because I remember not. <laughs> Not too long ago, it was probably within the last three weeks, we ended up in a conversation about it. There's something about Jody that brings out the sexual side of everybody, which I guess is totally cool. And people feel really com- comfortable talking to me, and it, I think it is because I'm so open. But somebody was talking about it, and whether it was a fantasy of theirs or they had done it, I can't really recall. But I guarantee you I can find a furry fucker. I, I know I can. Yeah. I'll put money on it. Well, find you one. <laughs> well, as soon as the show's up, you we can share it, and you can be like, "Listen to this," and we'll find us a little fucking fur. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my 2018. Let's get this done. Guess like guess like Kendra's like main goal is to find a furry. Like, that, that is like her ultimate list. goal right now. I got you, boo. I got you. I'll find it. Because honestly, I want to say somebody that was into that, and I it wasn't it wasn't my blood picture. But it was like a similar post. I'm all screwing around on Facebook, and I think a lot of people don't realize that my jokes are actually reality, but the way that I project them, it seems like it has a humorous side to them. And it was one of the sexual posts that I had put up. And I, I'm almost positive somebody said they were into it. So I will find you a furry. I'm going to make it my life mission. It's going to happen. <laughs> Pretty interesting. Yeah, have, gonna... have, you, have, you, have you experience with furry? Have you had I have no, which is actually kind of surprising. Because like I said, I'm, I'm a very open person. I mean, I'm very much so. I mean, I would totally get down with it. I would try it. I just <laughs> it's never been a, a scene that I've been involved in. But I honestly believe, like, and maybe that's just my brain, but I honestly believe that everybody should try something. And you try it and engage in it and realize that that's not for you and that's not what you like and, and disengage immediately, you know. But I think there's so many people that are so scared to to just get out there and do something different and do something taboo. I mean, 
let's take, for instance, the blood play. How many people would never consider doing it, but they're the same people that have sex on their period? You know, and it's the same concept. It's the same thing that gets off on your brain that says that that's an acceptable thing to do, is that you're presenting a murder scene on dude's dick, but you're not willing to give it in that manner. You know, it just makes no sense to me. Like, people will make no sense to me. Well, mm, I don't know. I think it depends. I think it depends, like what stage of your period you do it to, because a lot of times during sex, it can like you can stop bleeding as much because your body is like doing different functions at that time. So Absolutely. you know, it. I'm like, yeah, I'm on my period, but guess what? Nothing's gonna happen because I'm really fucking horny. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, you know? contract and, and your circulation sleep, circulation speeds up, which actually makes no sense when you're talking about sexual relations, but when you put that cervix that pushes your blood back up into a holding cell, well, it's still kind of... Uh, really here, here, I'll tell you something kind of weird about me. I don't like having sex on my period. I think it's fucking gross. It's <laughs> the most disturbing thing ever. Like, here I am playing body paint with my blood and, like, getting it all over my titties and it's like, oh, hey... But the idea of a shredding uterus all over some dude's dick is not... It, <laughs> like, you know, maybe it's a little bit of hypocrisy, but... <laughs> you know. Found a limit. <laughs> yeah, that might be one. I'll do it, but I'm like... I'm one of those, it's the same way that I am with anal. With anal, I, mean, like, I love anal. I think that... It, be extremely stimulating. I think that it, it has every potential in the world to give these great orgasms. So, yeah, there's that saying that you don't go four-wheeling if you're not afraid of the mud. And so with me, when I have anal sex, obviously I do all the preparations that you're supposed to before, but I'm so self-conscious of shitting on someone's dick. It's like a fear in the back of my mind that I'm going to, like, pull out, and dude's got literally turd on his wee-wee, <laughs> freak out, and I have these rules, like... There's rules to the anal sex. Like, you don't put it in my pooper, and you you have to, like, keep your head up. Like, and I will have a towel ready to go so I can, like, clean everything up, like, just in case. Like, <laughs> I'm the weirdest person about anal sex. I'm so... Like, You're anal about I'm anal? I'm shit on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned truffle butter in our last episode. Are you into that? Truffle butter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the car. What's that? <laughs> Oh, you think you found something that she... <laughs> so that's, uh, what is it? It's pussy to ass back to pussy? Is, or just is ass, ass to pussy, to pussy, pussy back really? to ass? No, 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 no. That's asking for cookies. No, <laughs> yeah. The whole bacteria vaginosis, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want my shit to stink because you want your shit in my shit after we already did the shit. Like, that's not happening. Like, if you put that shit in my booty hole, it's staying in my booty hole. But don't demonize in my booty hole either. Because that's, that's like a laxative. Like, there's nothing worse in your asshole than semen. Because you will literally shit your brains out. Like, I feel like I feel like all these patients in the hospital and stuff are, like, constipated. Like, someone should just demonize in their butt and they're going to shit everywhere. Like, women gross in the booty. <laughs> so, you wouldn't let a guy come in your ass? No. Really? <laughs> well, no, every, time, every time I've ever done it, like, it's been this, like, event after where I'm, like, stuck on the toilet and I'm, like, tooting and it's potty and, like, like that just ruins the moment for me. Like, no, just pull out, come all over my ass, let's just call it an industry. Like, let's just get the other shit, literally. 
literally. So you don't go through that as long as they don't come in you? I'm not, you know, and I, I'm weird about stuff, okay? So, like, okay, so, flow JJ's. Like, I'm super weird about flow JJ's. I think there's nothing sexier than blowjobs. I think that, like, blowjobs are the most amazing things ever, and I love giving blowjobs, and, and I'm all about that life. Like, that's my thing, and I think I'm actually, like, probably the world's best person at them. Like, it's one of those that'll take it all the way down the throat and lick the balls at the same time, and if I'm lucky, I'll hit the anus. Like, I'm good at blowjobs. But I can't spit. If I spit, I will throw up everywhere. Like, there's nothing worse than the idea of that bukkake stuff. <laughs> that's the same thing. That's that's exactly what I said. I was like, you just swallow, because otherwise I'm gonna yeah. fuck all of this up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I just get gets the back of my throat. I'm just like, look, it's gone, done, end of story. But like, yes. if that stuff starts rolling in front of my tongue, Ugh. I'm done, dude. I'm gonna yes. puke all over you. Like, it's I going to happen. Like, <laughs> I definitely feel you on that. It's like grossing me out just listening to it because I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just something about the taste to come. <laughs> I had this guy that was like totally into bukkake. Like, that was his thing. Like, he just loved bukkake. And, you know, it's like we're doing that whole like mutual masturbation thing because you know, we're too lazy to like actually go to pound pound, but we're like in the mood. So it's like, okay, you do you while I'm doing me right next to each other. They always turn on bukkake, and all these girls are like, and like demonizing all over and they're playing and I'm just like oh god like no tell me that that's fucking gross you're a big individual you're going to hell I found somebody who's like on my team with that yeah. <laughs> that's perfect horrible so were you were you always like oh yeah I'll give you a blowjob or was that something that you like developed into or did you start with blowjobs and then develop into sex or story time once upon a time there was a boy in high school named Billy Campbell please don't pull up his picture on the phone I'll punch you yeah. <laughs> I don't know that one off the top of her head when, <laughs> when we were in school um, it was after Stephen Myers when I was in high school and he was the first boy that I had ever given a blowjob to. Well, clearly I don't know what I'm doing. I think at the time I would have been like 16, probably like 16 years old. And I did it and I gagged. I mean, it was like, I mean, it wasn't even a cute thing. It was just like attack of the gag. I was like a fucking idiot. So he goes to school the next day like a dick shit. And he tells everybody about my little gagging moments that I had. Oh, God. And I'm mortified, right? I'm mortified. I show up at school the next day, and everybody's laughing their asses off, you know. And we're talking back in the days, and it was like star six nine and three way calling, and so everybody's three way calling. Everybody telling me, telling her how I gagged all over his dick, and so it became like challenge to me, like fuck you, Billy Campbell. I will be the best dick sucker there ever is, <laughs> and I, it worked. Like it really worked. Uh, like I learned how to control things, you know. And then, it might be because I'm a Leo or or whatever it is, but I'm totally a giver. And so, I mean, I'm one of those people that, like, my dude's not feeling it, not feeling it. Okay, I'll just give you a blowjob so you can go to bed. Not because you want one, but because I want to give you one. Like, I've always, I, I think there's nothing more satisfying than 
a, a blowjob for, for myself personally and to watch my significant other just, like, melt underneath me. And, and uh, I, literally, there's not many things you can you can catch me being egotistical about because I'm just a very humble person. But I have a damn good blowjob for, like... <laughs> But you did, much so, so you had sex first. You had sex and then blowjobs. Yeah, no, I never so. touched Steven's people with my mouth, ever, ever. <laughs> to that. Yep, me too. I jumped, I jumped all the way on the dick. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't even I mean, stop to, like, try it. I mean, you guys are my age, right? How old are you guys? Huh? How old are you guys? Uh, I just turned 30. I'm 33. 27. You remember Spice TV? Yeah, I remember yeah, Spice yeah, yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that. That was what I always got like a thirty-second clip of, and there was no blade blow jagings that I ever saw on Spice. It was always just sex. So it was like time for me to actually be a big girl to have sex. Like that's what I thought it was. I didn't really, there was blow JJ's included, and Billy Campbell, that fucking ass, <laughs> he was the one that taught me about blow JJ's clearly not well because I. <laughs> was he just like, hey, I want you to do this, or? Yeah, we were in my mom's jacuzzi. Oh my god, I feel like such a whore. We were in my mom's <laughs> jacuzzi, and um, we were like, I was giving him a handy, and it's nothing worse than a handy in a jacuzzi because it's just no like lubrication or yeah. slipperability. So I was like, eventually, <laughs> 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 I think we both got sick of it. Like, I think eventually we we're like, okay, like this isn't working for him. It's not working for me. He had a great cock. Oh, my God. His cock was amazing. It was beautiful. I mean, he had been, like, like I can remember it very vividly. It was, like, the perfect head, and it was, like, eight and a half inches. Probably, like, eight and three quarters, if we're being honest. It was beautiful. beautiful. And, um, yeah, I think we both got sick of the water, you know, works. And we got out, and he just, like, <clears throat> like, literally shoved my head down his pee-pee, and I'm just, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Like, I didn't <laughs> Totally, yeah, I got over to his cock, and it was like a joke at school. You had no idea. He, like, loved that. <laughs> Did you have, like, tears in your eyes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, he loved that. Now he went on purpose. See, now now I don't... <laughs> exactly. Nobody ever touches my head. You don't touch my head while I'm giving him a blowjob, because that's the one time I'm in control. I was and I'm say. an extremely submissive person. But blow JJ time, like, that's my time to, like, do what I do. And so I now purposely gag because it makes it nice and slippery. And you get that, that like, dual action of, like, the hand and the mouth at the same time. And you get it on purpose to just make it, like, the perfect blue. But I do it quietly. Like, now, like, nobody would ever know that I'm actually gagging when in reality I'm just, like, done. And in high school, in high school, gagging is not cute. And then, like, by the time you're, like, 25, 30, guys are like, man, I wish this bitch would gag me. Right? Like, dude, I was, like, the laughing stock of school. Now, like, what I did was just, like, oh, yeah, bro, I just had that chick gagging all over my cock. Like, it's, like, the cool thing right now. (laughs) Fuck you, Bill Campbell. Fuck you. (laughs) And your beautiful cock. (laughs) Oh, my God, it was so perfect. Like, if they could just send me a dick pic in life, I think I'd be, like, complete. Like, I feel like I have my... Rec- you know what? I do want my retribution, though. I do. I actually looked him up on Facebook one time, because I'm, like, <laughs> like, real thoughts. Like, let me 
prove myself now, you know, like, as <laughs> juvenile and corny as it is, I'm like, let me show you who you made me be, asshole. <laughs> That's funny. So, did you find him on Facebook? No, I can't find him, and actually, it's kind of ironic, because I messaged, like, all of our mutual friends, like, hey, do you remember that Billy guy? Because he was only in school for, like, a year, I think, like, it was really weird, like, he was not in school for that long. I honestly want to say it was a year, and, and I messaged all of them just, like, in my drunken, like, memory moments, like, hey, do you remember Billy, and nobody, nobody can find him on Facebook, like, he's just this, like, nope, he's just this invisible man, so maybe, maybe it was in my mind, I don't know. Did Fuck they it. ask you why you care about Billy? <laughs> Did they ask you why you care about finding Billy at this time? I think everybody knows because it was like literally like our little social circle was so funny because I was like a pretend stoner. I was like the coolest pretend stoner ever. I did not smoke pot for the life of me. Like I was super <laughs> paranoid, like super paranoid. And so actually it was kind of funny. I was just talking about this the other day. So like I wanted to be cool because I was a cool kid and all my friends are potheads and skaters. And so I decided to buy a nickel bag of weed and some paraphernalia from a local, like, fucking smoke shop, and I carried that shit around me like a cool kid, like, literally three months, like, I Just knew I was cool because I was one of my friends, and then one time, like, I would get on the bus, and my best friend growing up, Stephanie, God love her, she found out I had the marijuana, and mm-hmm. she went to my mom, and she's like, hey, just so you know, Jody's got pot on her, and my and we were, like, headed to Tucson Mall or whatever, and so she, my mom came out to the sun, I was like on the sun train or whatever. My mom literally ran out to like grab my pot that I had had for three months that was stale as shit. She <laughs> stole it from me. Like she stole it. She legit took my marijuana. And then I didn't find out until I was 27 years old that my mom smoked my weed that day. Like <laughs> my mom, she fucking smoked it. Yeah, she was like, she was probably like, I need that. I was like, I was like, I smoked a nickel during the show. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah I when you said nickel, I mean, oh, if I could smoke cute. weed, I'd be so much happier. I lived in Colorado for a full year, and there was butt tenders out there, and I like told them my issues. I'm like, yeah, I get fucking freaked out, blah blah. And you know, I tried 19 different strains of weed, and every single time, it was the same fucking thing. Same paranoid, scared little girl. <laughs> but I'm probably a much happier individual if I could just get stoned and be like. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I used to be, I don't know, I've gone through levels with it. Like, when I first started smoking, it's definitely different than now. Because now I'm like, let's calm down, let's get ready. I'm relaxed, all right. And before, I'd be like, I'd go through my phases of, I'm super high, now I have the munchies. Now I'm fucking sleeping. That's okay, They they just tell me to keep, like, smoking and build that tolerance, but... There's nothing okay with being in the fetal position in the shower at fucking 12 o'clock at night. Like, I'm gonna die. Like, I really, like, think the cops are, like, at my front door. Like, it's stupid as shit. That's okay. If I want you guys to tell me, like, I know this is totally, like, me guessing it up, but I want to tell them, I want to know what your guys' thing is. Like, I want you guys to tell me what what drives you guys crazy, because you know I'm a freak, clearly. (laughs) Cream pies. Cream pies are my fetish. Cream pies are hot. They're really hot. But see, I I like both. You said that, like, coming in in the ass is something that you wouldn't do. I like anal and vaginal cream pies. I love it all. You totally have semen up your butthole. Don't (laughs) get it. Don't go after it. Like, is that just me? Like, 
stuff like I like my feet to be touched or a bunch of different stuff you know have, you, have you ever given a, a, a foot drop before yeah totally it's so painful on the abdominals it's you definitely have to have like the right muscles for it yeah yeah or you just or you just position it and I felt like I got a six-pack during it like there was nothing more exhausting than trying to like get my feet in and I'm just like oh are you good you're good bro like you're done I mean I felt like I was like right there that I was yeah Yeah. this morning and then like I like I like feet I like touching them I'm all so do you suck toes yeah I'm totally into that and sometimes, they have like, to clean toes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, really, really good about, like, okay, let's clean them up first. <laughs> so if you see some dude, like, out in public, and the dude's rocking some, like, some, some flip-flops, and you look at some dude, what's the first, do you look at his feet? Are you no. looking at his feet? Like, I, I don't, want that big toe in my mouth. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't look at feet at all, like, in general. I'm all, but definitely, like, during sex, I could do some weird shit with some feet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could. Like, I feel like the sky's open on that one. Like, and I definitely see it. Like, I've, I've, I personally, I mean, I've sucked some toes. Yeah. I've definitely sucked some toes in my life. It's not, it, it's not something for me, but I've always been one of those people that, like, I reciprocate somebody else's. If I'm going to be a freak, I'm going to respect your freakiness. You know what I mean? Well, and obviously, so, I wouldn't know I like that unless somebody tried it or I tried it yeah, on somebody. Exactly. So. <laughs> you fucking prove. I mean, that's just the end of the story. Like, I think there's too many people that don't realize what they could truly be into unless you finally have them to try it, you know? Yeah. I also, like, really like my ears to be fucked with. Not like, not like fuck my ear, but like, you know, kiss or play with them or whatever. Like, that shit is amazing. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Back home. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff right there. Sexy. Yeah. What about you two? You two are being quiet. Tell me your, tell me your, your craziness. Um, I guess I don't really have really crazy fetish. Um, I do like my nipples being played with. Oh yeah, like we my... brought him on the show. He likes nipple play, but the male guest that we had that time thought it was strange. And I was like, I, I don't see the yeah. shit. <laughs> no, 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 because there's so many nerves in the nipple. And exactly. actually, I mean, I've known many, 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 many straight men that, that really do enjoy that because there's a lot of, there's a nerve that runs from your, from a male's nipple to its back. I mean, it totally makes sense. One guy, I think that every man would find it a turn on at different levels. Like, you don't have to fucking pen shit out of them, but even <laughs> sucking and licking them, it, it could definitely. But too many men are just like, <sighs> I know, you know, that's what it, that's what I felt like happened. It's like, you've never let it happen, have you? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's like he tried and then he just like, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not going to, because I think 
he felt weird about it. I I love it. I, I don't know what his problem is, but <laughs> No, I really dig it. I think it's the same well because we're so we're so biologically similar that it's the same thing for a woman as it is a man. The only difference between a man and a female is the mammary glands, but I mean your areola and your nipples itself are so sensitive that if you do it the right way, anybody can seek pleasure from it. It's just one of those things. There are people who find it ticklish, but too many people are shy away from it. Yeah. No. I do like bondage from time to time. Are you into that? Bondage? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like... a freak. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm a bad person. <laughs> what have you been tied up with that has been like the most, I don't know, I don't want to say weird or strange, but yeah, well, what's the strangest thing you have been tied up with? <laughs> so roping itself in general I was I was out there was a rafter it was at one of the swingers clubs that I went to there was a rafter about 16 feet high I was completely roped in and hog tied and dangled and through the entire crowd and so um there was a there was an aspect of humiliation to it, but it wasn't humiliating to me. It was extremely erotic, sex gratifying, and erotic, and and it was it was awesome. But I mean, roping in itself, you get a, you get a nice like bar in your house, you know, which is totally easy to create and to rope somebody the correct way, you know, when you're roping into the the breasts and the, the back and the vagina and you're doing it the correct way, it's extremely, extremely sexual because you're you're limiting the circulation to all the right places. Like, looping is, it's hot. It's fucking hot. Hmm. Do you ever use, like, the typical handcuffs? <laughs> you own a fuzzy pair, don't you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're the real stick. Give me the cop shit. Like, I'm one of those that, like, it, oh, yeah, it's kind of strange. <laughs> it's really weird, but there's that rebellious side to me that while I'm extremely submissive, I I fight back on purpose because it's thrilling when you get punished. And so, um, for me, I, I definitely enjoy the real handcuffs because I, I do everything I can to actually get out of them. For the punishment, those fuzzy things get torn up and stuff. Maybe done for. <laughs> Have you actually ever reversed the roles and been the dominatrix? No. No, it's weird, dude. I'm weird. Like I almost, uh, I'm weird. I don't know how to. Like I get really awkward. Like it's funny because I always, I always joke about it. When I'm having sex, it doesn't matter if it's like intense, like vanilla. In my head, I'm going. Like, literally, in my head, my brain is going, fuck that pussy, fuck me like a dirty whore. Oh, you fucking tear that pussy up. But what comes out as an outward expression is, God. Uh, uh, you know, I can't, like, they don't meet up. And I've always been super awkward about being vocal in bed. And it's the same way with being dominant. If I try, if I try, it's really awkward, dude. I'm just like, I, I start laughing and I start giggling, which makes it, like, totally awkward for the dude, you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, I definitely, I have been asked to be dominant in the past, and I can't, I can't do it. I'm, no, I took, but it's funny, though, because I'm the most independent, like, dominant female outside of the bedroom, like, if you meet my personality in real, obviously, you meet my personality in real life, but if you meet me as a person in real life, I'm very, 
I keep myself very high. I'm very um, I'm extremely loud, outgoing, social. I have a very dominant personality outside of the bedroom and inside the bedroom. I just become this like scared little kitty cat. I'm no words, no nothing. <laughs> Weird. I feel you on that though. I don't. I don't like to say anything during sex. <laughs> It'll come out weird. Like, I swear to God, like, one of these times I'm going to finally get the balls to do it, and I'm going to be like, dude, taking me to pound town and railing me out, and be like, fuck my stepbrother. Like, that's what's going to come out. <laughs> I swear to you. Like, it's not going to be what I mean it to be. Like, Why it's just going to be bad. It's just all going to be bad. It's going to be something stupid. Like, back in the living room. Like, <laughs> some stupid shit I have to do for the day. <laughs> my living room table. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that you want to try that you haven't yet? Yeah. Um, actually, there is. And it is taking me a lot to open myself to it, but I've... Oh, wow, it's a weird one. It's like the whole, like, mommy, son, not. Uh, it's like the mommy, stepson thing. But as a parent, we hard time with that one. <laughs> but as as a woman, I am very much so um, a lover. Um, I'm very nurturing. Even my in my regular relationships, I'm I I have kind of a mom esque role. I mean, I'm one of those that like my significant others. I'm bringing them soup, and I'm like loving on him and care of the mommy esque to me. But the idea of transversing that to a sexual moment is very hard for me. But at the same time, I feel like there is a part of it that's very erotic that I do want to try. But I can't, I personally can't get past it on my own, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you mentioned that well, to anybody that you've spoken to or had any sexual relations with? That that's one of the fantasies that you'd like to try? Yeah, well, that was that was, it was actually, uh, he approached me with that idea of playing the, the mommy-son role and... Mm. I guess I guess from that day forward, I kind of spoke to him differently, and not in a negative way by any means, but like a lot of you know, he got sick, he got flu, and so he was being cutesy, and I said, "Well, just let mommy come over and take care of you." It was supposed to be more in like a place, you know. So nice, swear to God, like butter and fever, and all his dick got hard, like <laughs> like done, you know. I, I just don't know if I can actually transverse that in real life, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like playing incest, basically. Yeah, I said it's like playing incest kind of thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and maybe if it weren't for the fact that I've been raising kids since I was 18 and I have a, an eight-year-old son myself, maybe I could, like, as a single woman with no children, be like, okay, let's play this game. But I think because I have a son, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> no, doggy, I want to do Is it more of like the idea of like, I don't know, what you see in movies where the hot mom hooks up with like the younger, yeah, you know, the high school son's friend or whatever? Yeah, 
yeah, I, I, I think that, I think that's honestly it is, I, I can't remember what movie it is offhand, but like, if we, there's that one movie where Jennifer Aniston is and it's just like the super hot mom, they're all like playing as a family with drugs or whatever, like that whole aspect of it would be like hot as a teenage kid of Jennifer Aniston because he like made out with her in the scene and so I could like see it like that, but I could just never see myself playing that role, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Especially yeah. because it is, like, kind of out there. Like, yeah. Stifler. Yeah. What's his that name? Was, uh, <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, Stifler's mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's his name, right? I was like, what? Is that right? Yeah. I don't remember um, the boy that was Stifler. Was... Okay. You know, I think everything sexually relates. There's, there's always there's always some reason why we are the way we are sexually. You know, whether it's it's our childhood or our adult or things of trauma. It's a lot of sex is taking back some moment in life that we've experienced or just, you know, things that's not so much that aspect, but like needle play, for instance. Obviously, there's nothing in my life other than having my blood drawn that would like attract me to that. But there's always a reason why we regress to something actually. And like, something like I, I just don't know what would happen in someone's life that that would be a, a thing you know like I don't I don't know that one's that one's a little out there for me that one might do it for me well like, like stepdad and daughter thing like that's realistic that happens all the time you know but <laughs> some reason you bring that mom nurture in there and you got the kid and I'm just like ah, I'm gonna check please done you said that you came from a conservative family background. Does your family know the types of fetishes that you've tried? Yes. I was one of those dumb girls in my early 20s who believed that if I was open with my family, that they would still love me the same. And so it wasn't so much that I told them about my fetishes behind me, but I told them my lifestyle because back then I was a swinger. And I was very openly a swinger. I was in a relationship with a gentleman who was in the Army. And so deployments were a reality of our life. So we decided very early on that we would rather openly cheat on each other than to defy each other's trust. So when I told my mom I was a swinger, it was not It was not nice. I mean, it was not good. I mean, it was kind of like, you're an embarrassment to the family, blah, blah, blah. But... I mean, it worked out for our relationship, and it was great for our relationship, and in all honesty, it was fun. I mean, I, I don't, if I, we had a swimmer's club, which was something like we there in a heartbeat. We, I mean, we do have one, but it's super low and not fun at all. But there's something about getting that, like, the, the beauty of swingers clubs is that you can sit there, especially the one in El Paso, except like a dance floor, and so when you go in, you walk in, and there's like this huge like, seating area right here. You go there is the bar, and then right there is the dance floor. But then you go beyond that wall, and that's where all the magic happens. So you have, like, couches that are, like, people just giving each other blowjobs, and then you have these bedrooms. And some of the bedrooms are locked, and some of the bedrooms aren't locked. And so you really get to get this. Uh, for me, that, that creeper mentality of you get to watch, and it's not unknown to watch. Like, it's encouraged that you watch it. And I mean, it's it's all hell, and I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like my mom's never watched porn in my life, so I don't understand why she gets all fucking crazy about it, because 
it's, it's like literally watching a porn in front of you, and I think it's—I think it's incredibly hot. And yeah, I kind of miss Winners Club a lot. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I want to put that on the list. <laughs> I've seen those porn videos where they go to swinger clubs, and I'm like, that looks very interesting, even just to watch. It was so much fun. <laughs> you know, there's okay. something more liberating. Like as a woman, I—I I, I used to be 250 pounds, not once, twice in my life, and so I've experienced the shame of being a bigger girl and, and even the shame of being a skinny girl, you know, it's like, oh, you must be a crackhead if you're skinny, you know? Or you must not care about yourself if you're a bigger girl. You go into these swingers and it's, it's the most liberating feeling you've ever experienced in your life because it's honestly no longer about looks. It's no longer about um, your I mean, anything. It doesn't matter what size your tits are. It doesn't matter how big your belly is. It doesn't matter if you're getting down. Everybody is there for the same mutual reason, and that is, the, you know, the, the openness of sexuality. And so, movie clubs are incredible because you, you literally you walk in, and there's every woman of every different size, every different shape, and you don't see other for the outward appearance you really truly see their sexuality itself. It's, it's beautiful. And you know, I've never in my life felt more than I did in a swingers club because you're just, it's a judgment-free zone. And it's, it's, it's extremely liberating. I mean, like I myself at 250 pounds was wearing lingerie that I, you know, as society says should not be wearing, but I rocked it because I knew all the people around me appreciated it. You know, but we, we live and eat and breathe a society. We need to look a certain way. We need to act a certain way. And then you walk in the front door of a swingers club and all that goes out the window. It's gone. It's completely gone. And what matters is that you embrace the sexuality, which everybody does there. Whether you're a watcher, you're a performer, you're, you're a group person, it doesn't matter. I mean, swingers clubs are beautiful in themselves because it really is this, very open, non-judgmental community, which is not something you can find any day, you know, out here. Everybody's so judgmental on the outside, you know? Yeah. I think I've learned, I've learned that a lot, like, through the years. Especially, like, with my marriage as far as how um, we identify or what we will or will not do with each other and, you know, the different lengths of that, but luckily I've been enough to have friends that are like behind me with it and you know my family is relatively open to it so it's kind of yeah, cool. amazing it's amazing to have family support and I think that, that that's a lot of reason why so many people are so closeted what they I mean it's not like a normal conversation to tell your mom hey mom I have a piss fetish you know what I mean but to have a family member that's like open to who you are as an individual I think that in itself is amazing and, and especially when it comes to, to the swinging communities and BDSM, then it doesn't matter whether you do it or not. It matters that you accept your files for who they are, you know, and that's, it's, it's rare anymore. It's sad. Yeah, that's very true. How do you feel that motherhood has played into your sexuality? Lack thereof, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, we totally did an episode talking about how sexual mothers can be with embracing sexuality back on volume three of our podcast so I was just wondering what are your thoughts on that you just said that you love to embrace sexuality does being a mother affect that 
feel like, so when I was younger, I was always, like I said, I've always been in long-term relationships. When I was with his father, I was eight years. <clears throat> in my early 20s and teen years and everything, I met him when I was 18, so I didn't know who the hell I was. And I think that one thing that I struggle with as a mother is that I don't, I don't get out there as much as I'd like to because I'm very constricted and I'm one of those moms that, you know, my, my kids' needs come with me before mine a day of the week. And so I, I have become kind of recluse in who I am as a person and what I want because it's not like I'm just like, oh, hey, let me just drop you off with Susie that I just now go fuck Tommy D, you know. <laughs> Please don't. That sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, um, I think that I've really had to take a, a, a backseat to letting myself go and it, it's very hard because being 32 I am in my sexual prime and honestly like do you remember that scene from the movie Ted where he's like humping the cash register oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my head every day all of it that's, yes. that's all I'm doing my head is humping just all freaking day and, you know it's kind of unfortunate because I really have had to take a backseat well, by the time that kid's 18, I'll be going through menopause and hate men. So then that, you know, uh, I don't think it's changed who I am as a person by any means because, you know, he's never going to know, well, no, to an extent, you know, to an appropriate extent of what I feel my, my kid should know about me. But at the same time, like, you know, I, I think I've dedicated more time to being a parent than I have to take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with too. Yeah, it, it's a hard. I made the redneck fire too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that that's the thing is like when you have children, you really sacrifice a lot, and I think that people don't realize that you're you're sacrificing your, your sexual life too. You know, is is one of the biggest parts. You know, like you don't just go out get to go out and fuck who you want when you want and do what you want to do, you're, you know, you're very much so stopped. The changing of what I, like, want and don't want, you know, being a mom, I feel like, oh, I shouldn't do this because I'm a mom. Like, it's not like I'm going to tell, you know, my son what I've done. It hasn't changed my, my, let's call it kinky values. That's good. Yeah. The sacrifice of parenthood. <laughs> Did you have any other questions for us? No, I, you know, I really wanted to, you know, I, I need to catch up with guys' podcast because I think it's really amazing. Like, I, you know, I only got a, a little bit of information from you and then obviously our conversation right now. And I think I just want to commend you guys on having this open discussion about sexuality and everything because people are so, it's funny because being 2017, people are still super pissed <laughs> off sex and, you know, I, I just, I commend you guys for having that open dialogue because there's, I think there's a lot of people out there that are scared to try what they want or to do what they want because it is considered taboo. So I, I genuinely do commend you guys for putting it out there and, and being open because maybe if somebody hears it, maybe it's a for a change. They'll get into something that maybe they've always been into but we're scared to. So I just, I really appreciate you guys do have this dialogue out there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we appreciate that. 
Yeah, we appreciate you actually coming out here and sharing all this. We know that getting on and talking about sex is, you know, it's a little nerve-wracking at first, especially knowing that people around the world are probably going to be hearing this, if not locally itself, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. When I got casted for a TV show, I, I think I kind of, I, I think I told you about it when I was casted for a national TV show, and so I'll be going out within the next few months of filming it, and it airs six months after I film it, and so I'm about to go from being a nobody to all of a sudden being on national TV, you know, and all these things are going to be exposed about me, and I'm just game on, you know, game on, because if the worst thing people find out about me is I'm a freak. agree with that i think that's one of the reasons why like i talked about wanting to create this was just a platform just to talk about sexuality embrace it this is stuff that yeah. should be behind closed doors but yet you're putting it out there and just saying well this is what i like to do i don't give a fuck what anybody thinks exactly exactly it's that whole it's that whole saying do you funny boo boo like that, that's, that's that's my life like my life motto is that you know, I, 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 and I'm not saying I walk around and, and publicize my sexual life. I mean, this is an entirely different situation where I'm completely open and speak on it because it's a platform for it. I definitely don't, like, post Facebook status and, oh, hey, I just got tied from the after and fucking beat shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I hope for everybody that they, they just open themselves up and just try something new and try something that they don't you may like, and you never know what's going to do it for you. You never know what one sexual act is going to trigger in your life. And, and that's it's so much of sex has to do with our past and our childhood. Regressing to this different state, especially when you're talking about BDSM, when you're talking about, you know, I mean, it really being the BDSM community, but when you're taking back that power. So sexual assault victims um, relate to BDSM and appreciate it taking back this power and it's okay to give the power to somebody as long as you trust them and as long as you know they're not going to hurt you and you can recreate some of the most traumatic experiences in your life and you can heal from it you know when people don't realize that but you can if you have somebody in your life that you love and you trust that you know no matter what they will listen to you implicitly and you recreate one of the worst times in your entire life you can take that moment back you know, it sounds corny as hell, but true. I mean, it's absolutely true. I talked to a lot of sexual assault victims who replayed their rape with the other and the empowerment that they had by being able to say, no, I'm, you know, this is not what I want, or they use the safe word, but they that power back. You know, I mean, sexuality itself has so many, so many open doors and so many amazing things to hold and, and, no, I'm definitely a lover and believer in sex. I mean, it's, it's super itchy. I went on a motorcycle ride yesterday, and I got wind chaps. So 
I'm actually not a crackhead, even though I look like it. Like, I'm just... <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I truly believe that we can find out a lot about ourselves through what we allow ourselves to do and try. And yeah, I, I totally agree. Exactly. Yeah, me too. Same here. Yeah, sure. We want to go ahead and thank you for being a guest on the show for Volume yeah. 14 of Hush. Um, any final words? No, I just, I appreciate you guys having me. I really do. I mean, you guys have been amazing, and you've been really welcoming, and, and you got you got the nitty-gritty out of me, so you guys must be good at what you do, and I appreciate you guys having this, this podcast. I think you do it amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We don't have to say a word. Baby, don't say a word. When you walk in, girl, just take off your clothes, leave them on the floor, cause we don't need them no more, take a little time, cause we have Switch it right up, girl, if you don't mind If you don't mind me touching your body till the sun comes up Freaking each other till our bodies give up Do it everywhere, we can switch it right up, oh Lay back, relax and let me run this all up in your thing to the last time you felt my kiss It's been a while and my body can't take much pressure I don't wanna force this issue Girl, I'm on a sexy mission Ice cubes crushed on my tongue Your legs spread, you're open for fun I'ma kiss a little bit I'ma lick you really quick I just wanna move your hips I just wanna wet your lips Heated moment Take it slow When I'm on your ass I'ma let you know Pull your head, do your feelings Like your ass when I'm in it Orgasm in a minute Make you scream when I hit it Grind on it, girl Just grind on it, take your time And ride on it, set you down Ride on it, girl Just grind on it, girl Just grind on it, take your time And ride on it, set you down sun comes up, freaking each other till our bodies give up, do it every way, we can switch it right up, girl, if you don't mind, if you don't mind me touching your body till the sun comes up, freaking each other till our bodies give up, 
Do it every way, we can switch it right up.